these are our missionaries who we've been sponsoring for seven years, I think, right from the start. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very excited to have them come and share with us. So they have been in um, Japan for the past seven years in the Osaka area. I'm hoping that most of you guys get their newsletters because they're incredibly exciting. Hoping that they'll tell us about more about the Rose Church. Uh, love reading about that. So they've got three boys. Two of them came back to Canada for this time, and uh, their oldest one is still in Japan. Uh, Masami's mother and father live close by, about an hour drive away from where they are in Japan. She grew up there. And... Uh, yeah, Corey grew up in Australia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but they came and met in Winnipeg, of all places. Um, so yeah, many blessings on you as you share with us. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us here today, and thank you for your partnership with God's work in Japan. Uh, next slide, please. We are Corey and Masami Giesbrecht. We have three teenage sons, Joshua, Noah, and Sola. And we live in uh, Osaka, Japan. Next one, please. Corey grew up uh, uh, as a missionary kid in Australia, and I grew up in Japan in a non-Christian home. Actually, I didn't know any Christian when I was growing up. Um, yeah. Uh, next one, please. Corey was baptized at a young age, 13? 12. 12, yeah, younger. <laughs> 12 years old. But I didn't know about Jesus till I came to Canada. I came to Canada at age 18 and heard about Jesus for the first time at the uh, International Christian Ministry in Winnipeg. This is a photo of the press. I'm in the kind of middle, uh, where I first heard of Jesus and accepted him as my Christ. And uh, ever since I was baptized at age 20, I had a desire to go back to Japan to share gospel with my people there, but that never worked out. I met Corey in university. Uh, we got married, and we had the three kids, and uh, we are living Pretty much a happy life in Winnipeg. Um, but, next one, please. Thanks. Nine years ago, we came to know Multiply. Multiply is a former called, formerly called MB Mission. And it's a mission organization of Mennonite Brethren Church in North America. So, Multiply started about 100 years ago sending a missionary to India. And they have actually been working in Japan for a long time. So Multiply have been in, has been in Japan for over 70 years. And yeah, next one, please. So we were sent to Japan with Multiply. The red spot there is Japan. And we are in Osaka, Japan. Uh, next. That's what, that's what that says, yes, Osaka. Yeah, you can read that, right? <laughs> uh, next slide, please. And uh, we work along with a local MV church called the Ishibashi uh, Church. So these are our dear brothers and sisters there. 
Um, oh, and next one, please. So why Japan? There are many needs around the world, but why do we need to send the missionary to Japan in 2022? <laughs> um, first and most obvious reason is that Japan is the one, one of the largest unreached people group in the world. So in Japan, less than 1% of people are Christ followers. So just like me, who was growing up in urban area of Japan, you can grow up there and not to know single Christian, no one never heard of a Jesus story before. So even now, if you talk to someone, they know Christianity as a word, but more than half of them probably never heard of gospel or Jesus story in full length at all. And uh, another reason is um, at the end of the World War II, which is a long time ago for many of you, <laughs> in 1945, um, emperor denounced his deity. Up till then, Japan, Japanese people believed that our emperor was a god. But he said he wasn't a god, he was actually a human being in 1945. So that was a year Japan kind of lost God. Um, and then people started to invest themselves in the work. Uh, Japanese people, like many other Asian people, are very hardworking. They work long hours. Sometimes many of them overwork and family breaks down. And there is a hopelessness covering the country of Japan. And we have a one with a higher suicide rate, especially among teenagers and the young people in the world. Yeah, so that's... But there is a hope. Uh, next slide, please. Hope is a Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who weep now. So we feel like God is calling us to those people because people are ready to hear about Christ. So this is a photo of our park church in a poor area of Osaka. We go there and then share gospel, uh, good news with people, and they are ready to receive. Not all of them, but you know, at a pretty good rate, they are ready to hear about the Jesus Christ. So in Osaka area, now along with uh, this park church, which we call the Roses Church, and then along with Ishibashi MB Church, we do food service for poor. We, do, we have a men's discipleship program. We sometimes go on evangelism trips. And we have a prayer ministry. And our family also love to do fostering through Japanese government to, um, yeah, to, show, to show love in small ways. So uh, next one, please. This is our team's well, it's not a formal team, but people, Christians, we work together in Osaka. So we believe that harvest is plentiful in Japan, but workers are few. So this morning, we'd like to ask you to um, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out more workers to his harvest field. Thanks for your time. Yes. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, 
Yeah, this is our community, the On Fire Japan community. It's become a community of affection. And I really sense that this is a, is a community of affection. Uh, thank you so much for your hospitality. I really feel uh, the presence of God among, amongst you, amongst your group. Uh, I, really, I really feel that there are dedicated Jesus followers here. So I, it is a, just an honor and a humbling to share with you from the scriptures today. So uh, let's see, what's the next slide look like? Okay, that's Koichi. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going to talk about Koichi, but just a second. Um, also, when we were in Japan, we had the privilege of fostering. Uh, we had the privilege of fostering several children. And uh, the first was uh, Kaon. And uh, so Kaon chan, uh, we always wanted to have a daughter. And uh, so having Kaon chan was our first daughter. Uh, you know, you get to buy those cute pink, pink clothes, you know. That's, <laughs> we never had anything pink in our house. We had, <laughs> we had three boys, so anything pink came in, they would, like, destroy it and get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was precious for us having Kaon Chan for, for 10 months when we got Kaon Chan. You know, um, she could have been aborted. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to cry. <laughs> anyway, excuse me if I cry. But anyway, yeah. So isn't life precious? Amen? Amen? When you see babies, when you see children, isn't life so precious? Uh, no, we cannot imagine abortion. But uh, yeah, let us as a church do what we can to save people from that. Uh, if that means taking them into our own homes, let's do that. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's one way we can fight against evil in our world is through taking people into our homes. And so Kaunchan was that way. We had her with us right from the very first time from the hospital. She came to our house. And uh, so we were back in, you know, in diapers and uh, doing bottles and things like that. Uh, that was really great, but it was also difficult, as you can imagine, saying goodbye. When the times came to say goodbye to Kaon Chan, uh, yeah, but there was a real special presence with us that day in, in our house. The social workers came over, and uh, also uh, Kaon's mother and grandmother came over because, thanks to God, she was going back to her birth mother's family. Um, but yeah, when, uh, so when her grandmother said, uh, you know, thank you just isn't a big enough word, but thank you. When, when she said that, everyone, everyone was just crying, even our teenage son, who never cries, eh? <laughs> yeah, and uh, there was just a, a presence in the room, a uh, presence of, of Jesus, a presence of yeah, of comfort in the room that day. Um, even the social workers were crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're still crying. Uh, we're still crying because, you know, uh, grief is there, like, uh, like Pastor Mike mentioned, yeah. But uh, 
Does God sometimes ask us to do difficult things? Uh, who here, when you, when you decided to give your life to Jesus, who here thought there might be some difficult things that Jesus would ask you to do? Yeah, anyone? Yeah, any hands? Yeah, I see some hands, yeah. Just a reminder um, that, yeah, Jesus asks us to do difficult things sometimes. In fact, um, Jesus talks about carrying your cross. Let, uh, in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Yeah, so hmm, Jesus sometimes asks us to do difficult things. So yeah, saying, saying goodbye to Cowan was difficult, but, uh, but worth it. Uh, but worth it. Yeah, I mean, life is precious. Children are precious. It's so worth it. Um, you know, sometimes people talk about going out of their comfort zones. Uh, that's kind of, it sounds really cool and, you know, awesome, going out of your comfort zone. But the truth is, going out of your comfort zone is really uncomfortable. <laughs> and even better, uh, it just stays uncomfortable. <laughs> isn't that nice? So, <laughs> so yeah, like, isn't this going to trend well, you know? Why don't, we, why don't we tell people, you know, hey, why don't you, you know, get uncomfortable and just stay uncomfortable long term? It's... Uh, <laughs> not going to trend well. So who knows that our generation uh, really likes to be comfortable? Who knows that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really love our comfort. So, but uh, Jesus is very countercultural. Um, so, yeah. So, street evangelism. That, that's the reason I'm wearing this shirt. You're probably wondering what's up with that. Uh, Team Jesus. So this is, we have a team of evangelists. We go and share about Jesus on the streets. And so this is our uniform we wear. And uh, so evangelism, what do you think of, like, how does it make you feel if, if you think about talking to a complete stranger about Jesus? How does that make you feel? A little uncomfortable or maybe a lot uncomfortable. <laughs> so... But uh, that's also the truth for me. Uh, I'm, my personality type is not really one that likes evangelism. Uh, but I'll tell you something. I've seen God work through my weakness in ways that I haven't seen God work through my strengths. So the scripture says that God's power is made perfect in weakness. Isn't that a mystery? It's a mystery. So uh, I was also encouraged by other evangelists. Uh, you may have heard of uh, Hannah Hernard. <clears throat> Hannah Hernard wrote A Hind Speed on High Places, good book. Uh, she was an evangelist uh, to, to Israel before it was the state of Israel. And, but Hannah Hernard, uh, she was like painfully shy, and she had a speech impediment and a visible uh, disability. But she went out there and did door-to-door -door evangelism. So for me, reading that book, um, what was it, three years ago, then it's like, wow, okay, if she can do it, then <laughs> surely I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, I had a journey to get there, though. You know, it didn't happen overnight. Um, 
going out there on your own is, is difficult. Uh, that's why going out with a team is great. So this team, Jesus, has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, why would we do evangelism? You know, why would we get uncomfortable like that? Um, these days, of course, there's a lot of anti-evangelism pressure in our culture. But let me tell you, the reason that the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. You're familiar with that scripture, maybe? That's why, that's why Jesus came, was to destroy the works of the devil. So we think, what are the works of the devil? For me, I would think of uh, maybe suicide. Do you hate suicide? Yeah. Yeah. What about abuse? Yeah. You hate abuse? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What about the destruction of divorce, broken families? Yeah. And addiction. Addiction. Do, you, do we hate what addiction has done to our friends and family? Yeah. We do. And Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So when we do evangelism, we're not just, uh, we're not just sharing our opinions. Uh, we're, not, we're not only sharing the gospel, but Jesus is using us to destroy the works of the devil. You know, there's... <clears throat> You know, more than once we have, uh, when evangelizing, we've met people that said, you know, I was just going to commit suicide. Like, that's pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> you know, who's up to this? Um, but, uh, so, when we do evangelism, we are destroying suicide. We are destroying abuse. We're destroying addiction. Jesus does it. Jesus does it through us when we go and when we share the gospel. Isn't that powerful? Yeah, so speaking of uh, difficult things that Jesus asked us to do, this here is Koichi. Um, so the reason I'm showing Koichi is because uh, I know some people had prayed for him. There was particularly a young lady had prayed for him um, over, over a long time. So thank you for praying for Koichi. I, I spoke about him last time we visited uh, three and a half years ago. So Koichi, uh, he came out of an orphanage and uh, got into a rough living gang life. And uh, I met him at a soup kitchen where, where he is in the photo. And uh, so I started saying, uh, you know, I was gonna, I thought I would help him. and. I naively thought that, you know, I would be able to help him quit drugs, uh, you know, then that we could just get that over with quickly. <laughs> uh, well, we all, we all have to start off uh, somewhere, so. Um, I learned a bit since then, but uh, yeah, so it's been a rough walk, uh, but you know, I, I told him that I considered him a friend and he latched onto that. And then, so I've had to kind of wrestle with that, like. I had to live up to that. Like, what is a friend, you know? When I'm visiting him in prison, you know, and, and when he doesn't want to listen to anything about Jesus or, you know, when nothing is going good, uh, you have to ask yourself, what am I here for? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Don't you think that sometimes God just asks us to love somebody even on, on their hardest day? It's not, all about, uh, it's not all about results, is it? Sometimes following Jesus means Jesus just is asking us to love somebody on their very hardest day. That's an honor, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, Koichi, let's keep praying for him. He is in prison again, but uh, we continue to be friends, and we will continue loving him into the kingdom. So, let's see, what's the next photo here? Oh, okay, we have the scripture, good. <laughs> so, this scripture is about the, th the overflowing of thanksgiving. That's what it said on your bulletin this morning. Just a, a harvest of thanksgiving. So just to give away my point here, so why would, we, why would we carry our cross? Why would we do that which is uncomfortable, even though our culture, maybe everything within us wants to stay comfortable? Uh, the reason is because when we, when we follow Jesus, it results in an incredible harvest of thanksgiving. Incredible harvest of thanksgiving, as it, as it talks about in the scripture here. So, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So it's just overflowing. When we follow Jesus, when, when we give, when we give of our time, when we give of our money, it produces that which we cannot imagine. When we are, when we are living our day-to-day -day life, we may not sense that our following Jesus is making a difference. We may not sense that our giving uh, to God is making a difference. But let me tell you, it is. We are people of faith. We know by faith. Uh, we walk by faith. Y yes, what, you, what we're doing for Jesus is making a difference. It is producing a harvest of thanksgiving, even if you can't see it. We know it is. Um, so, um, yeah, thank you for giving to the Lord. Who knows the song, uh, that song, thank you for giving to the Lord? Yeah, some people probably have, I'm dating myself here, but anyway, so thank you for giving to the Lord. I have a life that was changed. I won't sing the whole song, but <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Um, you can check it out on YouTube later. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Um, it's, a, it's maybe a corny, a bit of a corny song from the 80s, but uh, it's a good, it's good song. It's got a good message, and I, I really believe it's true. Um, in the song, it talks about um, somebody who has uh, someone who has taught Sunday school and because they taught Sunday school 
there is somebody in heaven. It talks about how somebody gave to missions, and because they gave to missions, there is somebody in heaven that's so thankful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I wanted, to, I wanted to express thanks to you as a congregation. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Thank you uh, for, for giving to us, uh, to God's work in Japan. Thank you for praying for God's work in Japan and giving of your money to God's work in Japan. Of course, it's not your money, it's God's money. But anyway, <laughs> that's a topic for a different day. But... Uh, Yes, thank you for giving to the Lord. Uh, let's go to the next slide here. Okay, see, you can see thankfulness, right? <laughs> this is Kawashima, Kawashima-san. You can see his thankfulness. He's thankful um, that, uh, that he met Jesus. Uh, he, uh, Kawashima-san is a welder from the south part of Japan. He spent most of his life uh, welding massive ships uh, and uh, he met Jesus, uh, he got baptized uh, in March, just over a year ago, and uh, I'll always remember, he, 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 he was baptized with tears of repentance, tears. Uh, we baptized him in a, in a bath, a house that we rented from an apartment, uh, we baptized him there. And he was just uh, repentant that he had never been living for God, that he had lived his life far from God, and he was he was shedding tears of repentance. Um, and uh, he was also freed from spiritual problems he was having. Um, he was, as a Japanese person, and he was doing uh, ancestor worship and offering incense and and food and water to his parents. And he used to be bothered in dreams and visions by his mother um, coming. And uh, after getting baptized, he, he saw his mother going on. And he never, had any, he never had any spiritual problems from that anymore. So thanks God for that. Uh, he also invited his friends. Let's go to the next slide. So yeah, this is Nagumo. Nagumo has been a drinker and a street fighter, and uh, he was at at that time he wasn't able to sleep. He, even if he takes sleeping medicine, he wasn't able to sleep. And so uh, Kawashima-san brought him to the park church. So we we have a an informal get together in the park, the Roses Church or the Park Church, and it was nearby there. And so he invited Nagumo-san, saying that, well, they can pray for you. So we did a group of disciples. We prayed for Nagumo, and uh, we shared the good news of Jesus with him. Uh, he believed in Jesus. He got baptized. And as a, as a special present uh, on that day, uh, after getting baptized, he was able to sleep through the night. So... Yeah, so God, God, confirms, God confirms his word. And I believe when we go out uh, in, in Jesus' name, God will provide those, those signs, those signs and wonders like, uh, 
like for Nagumo-san. Also, he's been freed from, uh, from alcohol and fighting. So the anger which, which was gripping him uh, ever since growing up, uh, being abandoned by his family and growing up in an <clears throat> orphanage, that anger is, is dissipating. And he, what he says is the most amazing thing that he got from Jesus was that after 34 years, he's now in contact with his family again. So 34 years, that's a long time. Uh, he, and he said that before, he never would have even thought of contacting his family because he, he hated them. He, he didn't want to forgive them. But now he's very happy to be talking with his mother and his sister. He talks every single day on uh, on an online uh, video chat. Yeah, let's go to the next slide. So this is uh, Toshiko. That's a girlfriend of Nagumo. And uh, she also got baptized hmm, maybe a year and a half ago. She also, uh, she came from an abusive family. And uh, so what she says is that she was sold into the sex trade. So I don't know what that means, or I don't understand that. But uh, so she hated she hated her mother uh, for what happened. Um, but after meeting Jesus, um, after getting baptized, she was able to start so start praying for her mother because the the disciples had told her that as a Christian we need to forgive. And so she realized that she needed to forgive. Her mother so she started praying for her mother at night before bed and then eventually she was able to forgive her mother and enough to contact her and now they're in relationship after more than 10 years of no communication and uh, she's now helping her mother uh, with hospital visits and things like that so again it's a miracle God does miracles in our bodies and God also does miracles in our hearts Let's go next slide. So, yeah, just continuing on the theme of thank you for giving to the Lord. So each one of these individuals is one person that has been impacted because you gave to the Lord, because you prayed. Here's another. This is Masashi. He, he like me, was a church kid. Uh, he grew up in the church in Japan. And uh, mm, he's a paramedic. And uh, we, we had been talking uh, at, after the church gathering. We talked about lots of things. And uh, he, was, uh, he was kind of trapped in, in apathy. And uh, like he said, he realized later that, uh, oh, I was, only, I was selecting the people that I would talk to. I would, only, I would only talk to people at church that I wanted to talk to or that I, that, that I felt like talking to everybody else. I did not talk to, I felt no need to talk to anyone but those that I chose to. He didn't realize how much pride had uh, crept into his life and, uh, and apathy. But uh, he attended a men's, a men's retreat we were doing like we call it the samurai men's discipleship and at this meeting yeah people were confessing sin 
they were they were doing deep, going going deep, confessing sin, and you know, conf and showing their own weakness. Um, and so he also did. He confessed. Uh, he told secrets that he hadn't told anyone, and uh, and he experienced immediately a renewal coming out of that. Isn't that amazing? So out of nowhere, spiritual hunger. Suddenly, he wants to read the Bible. Suddenly, he has time to pray. Isn't that amazing? Where does that come from? <laughs> and his wife noticed, uh, like, wow, what got into my husband? Like, my husband is reading the Bible all the time. <laughs> what is going on? Um, and she got drawn into that as well. Uh, she was curious. And uh, she also... Uh, she also was drawn in and got renewal herself through uh, so women. Masami was meeting with women. They they actually formed a group called like the the wives of the samurai. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for giving to the Lord. These gifts, uh, these gifts are never wasted. Do you think God is good with money? <laughs> Do you think? that God would ever let your donation go to waste. Like, think of the woman who gave the two copper coins, uh, the last that she had to live on. Do you think that Jesus would let that money go to waste? No, he would never do that. So when we give, it produces, God will use it. And when we go, God will do that. We go in Jesus' name. Thank, so yeah, I'm, I'm here to thank you for giving. So when you have prayed for us, thank you. And when you have given towards God's work in Japan, thank you. On behalf of these uh, people who have gotten baptized and saved, thank you. On behalf of our foster children, thank you. So also from, on behalf of those who've gotten freed from demons, from those who have gotten healed of illnesses, thank you. Also, you personally, when you have stayed up praying for a friend, thank you. When you've given sacrificially, thank you. When you've given of your money more than you thought you could afford, thank you. When you have tried to share about Jesus with someone, thank you, even when it didn't go well. Even maybe, maybe you shared the gospel with someone and you lost a special relationship. Thank you, thank you for doing that. You sowed seeds, eternal seeds, and you're paying the cost, the cost of following Jesus there's no shame, there's no shame in that. Let's pray that those seeds spring to life even many years later. When you have served Jesus in some way that nobody noticed when you've served God in a way that was not appreciated or thanked, thank you. You have become like the angels. The angels, they always serve us even though we don't know it. So next time, when you are serving God, 
in some way that nobody notices, that nobody thanks you for. Listen. Listen for the voices of the angels singing over you. Because you have, when you're serving, you have become like the angels and you have entered into your heavenly reward. That's what, that's what heaven is about, serving one another. Hmm. So this life is short. Our sufferings on earth are limited when we talk about taking up our cross and following Jesus. The sufferings that we face are limited, but heaven, heaven is long and wide. Heaven's rewards are not limited. It's not worth comparing. It's just not worth comparing. Perhaps the Holy Spirit is whispering to you right now, uh, urging you to pray differently or to give differently or to act differently. Let's take a moment to listen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Savior, Holy Spirit, we praise you, we thank you. We just thank you that you have given us the honor of serving you. We thank you that when we follow you, when we obey you, it produces a harvest of thanksgiving. We thank you that because we have followed you, there will be people that, that go into heaven, into your kingdom of heaven. We thank you that when we follow you, you are destroying the works of the devil. Lord, we trust you. We trust that you are able to do it. You are able to win. You are able to destroy the works of the devil. We believe in you. We follow you. Lord, help us to, Lord, help us to pray. Lord, help us to give. Lord, help us to go uh, so that there will be a great harvest of thanksgiving waiting for us in heaven. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.